0: Welcome back to Two Keto Dudes. This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut. I went keto in 2016 to reverse diabetes and lose weight. And now it's my mission to spread the science of keto and to show the world how cooking is really necessary for keto success. Oh, yeah. And we love eating fantastic food.
1: I am all about the fantastic food. Yeah. And I'm Carrie Brown. And I also live in Connecticut, just a different part to Carl. I'm a trained pastry chef who went keto to control and eventually eliminate symptoms from bipolar 2 disorder and depression. I take no medications. I have no symptoms. And it's my mission to show the world that keto food is not only delicious, but it can be better than any other kind of food.
0: And this shows is a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis.
1: And also our experiences reversing diabetes and depression and
0: feeling better than we ever have before. And hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking.
1: Now, we're not doctors, so we don't give out any medical advice.
0: Right. It's just food. And we just want to share our experiences and review the research that supports it. In every episode we share our recipes and any science we find in the show notes. And it's no secret that my favorite part is the recipes. Right. So let's start podcast number 181: Raising a Family on Keto with Corey and Rebecca Conklin.
1: And I'm super excited for this episode, but before we get started, let's explain in plain English what a ketogenic diet is.
0: Right. That's any diet that puts you into a state of ketosis, where you're burning fat for energy rather than glucose. And the way we did it was to limit our carbs to 20 grams or less every day, have a moderate amount of protein, one to one and a half grams per kilogram of lean body mass. And we get all our energy from fat. Fat? Fat. That's what I said. And if you're just starting, listen to our Starting Keto show at start.2keto.com or just start listening from episode one. So, Carrie, what's new with you?
1: Well, last week I had the honor of being interviewed by... The awesome Ben Azadi from Keto Camp. Nice. We talked all about my favorite subject, which actually isn't food. That comes a close second. It's mental health and how I resolved all of the symptoms of bipolar two disorder, knocked my depression into touch, all with the use of keto diet and some key supplements.
0: It's an amazing story.
1: So that was the time I spent with Ben. I will post it so that you can listen into that as soon as it's published.
0: You have some visitors now, right?
1: I do. The other exciting thing that has taken up most of the time since we were last here recording for you was that I have some friends here from England. So my, nice. my house is full of British blondes and we're calling it the blonde British invasion of 2019. <laughs> and we have been roaring around the beautiful sunny Connecticut countryside and the Massachusetts countryside and the Rhode Island countryside. We've been doing a mini tour of New England and showing my lovely British friends the delights that is um, the northeast corner of this glorious country. So that's been super fun.
0: I got to ask you, where did you go? I, I Did you go to Newport?
1: So no, so far we have been to Stonington, of course, because Stonington's Beautiful. my new favorite village.
0: Love so, Stone. Did you go to Noah's?
1: We did not go to
0: Noah's. We went to
1: Mystic. We went to Stonington. We went to Clinton, of course, where I live. We went to Old Saybrook. We went up to Massachusetts to visit Joan Walker's cattle farm. So that was super cool. We went and found some horses. My friends from England have horses. So they wanted to go see some American horses. So we went <laughs> to a horse rescue and hung out there for a bit. And cool. we've driven around and see tons of fabulous countryside. We've paddled in the ocean. We've eaten lots of great food. And Tell me all- where you
0: guys went to eat. <laughs> Tell me, because oh, I got to Where did we go know. to eat?
1: So yeah. to eat, we went to... uh caveat. They are both vegetarian and oh, they no. are both not keto. Oh. So so we have, ah. well, they have been eating pizza at Mystic Pizza because of course. that's what you do when you go to Mystic.
0: Do you um, know the story of me and Mystic Pizza? No. No. All right. so the guy, so Mystic Pizza, obviously this big movie that was popular in the 90s and stuff. And the actual place, Mystic Pizza, exists and it's the Zalepos family. The Zalepos family, the kids, went to school with my brother and I. They rode our bus. Wow. I used to go there when I was in grammar school in the summer. On the last day of school, we used to have a pizza party and get pizza from Mystic Pizza. Wow. Like, this is an integral part of our uh, growing up was Mystic Pizza. Like, I know these guys.
1: Wow. Well, they, um, my friends, were very happy with their Mystic Pizza today. Uh, we also, or they also had ice cream at Mel's Creamery in Porkatuck, yeah. Connecticut, because that's a uh, typical uh, American fifties style diner with all the fifties sure. things. So that's super fun place to go. Yep.
0: yep. Um,
1: where else did we eat? Oh, we had breakfast this morning. We had breakfast at. The train station in Mystic where there's oh, the depot the ro- de- depo roasters yes. um, where they roast their own coffee. So yep. super cool. And they have a fantastic spread of breakfast. I had my, actually I had a Caprese omelette. So mozzarella, tomatoes, basil, and I had them add avocado to my omelette. So that was me. Uh, one of my friends mm. had, <laughs> wait for it. A pancake, which was like a twelve-inch big pancake oh, no. with
0: chocolate
1: chip. Ah. No, wait, it had
0: <laughs> over the top. It
1: had caramel and oh, ahoy Lord. cookies in it.
0: Oh God!
1: And then there was maple syrup on top.
0: Oh no! And then
1: my other friend had uh, scramble and veggies, so she had eggs and veggies. So, we so you all... know that I
0: grew up in Mystic, right?
1: I'd forgotten I, that.
0: Yeah, I grew up in Mystic, and my brother still lives in the house that we both grew up in, in Mystic. And my good friends, Carmen Giacotti and Mark Miller, lived in Mystic before they moved to Costa Rica. But yeah, Mystic, Connecticut is a wonderful place.
1: And and today, the weather was absolutely perfect. It was 80 degrees there was a beautiful breeze. It could not have been more perfect. <laughs> not a cloud in the sky. The bridge went up, so we got to watch the bridge, and we got to watch all the boats going through. Nice. And there was lots of people. It was just, it was just a perfect day. So that was our, our eating for today.
0: And who is this in your lap right now?
1: <laughs> this is Priscilla.
0: Oh, that's Priscilla. This
1: is Priscilla.
0: Oh, she's so cute.
1: So. Yes, helping Mummy record.
0: Okay, all right.
1: So that the the other food that that this trip from my friends has brought about is seven flavors of keto ice cream, because wow. um, I haven't seen my friend for 17 years and oh my she had never she does she doesn't know the cookbook author carrie and i'd never made her ice cream so i kind of went to town a bit and made seven different flavors so we've been um we've been eating ice cream a lot keto ice cream of course so that was my ice cream filled tourist filled week what's been going on at your end mr franklin
0: Wow. So it's been a a, a long week. Um, I've been working as a software developer, working on a lot of stuff that I won't go into, but it's been fun.
1: Gotta keep the lights on.
0: Gotta keep the lights on. We got a new uh, Ketoki fried chicken meetup on the calendar, which is great. Woohoo! Um, I've had a lot of local friends contact me lately and say, What is this keto thing? I don't understand it. I've been able to help them with it, and one in particular who fried chicken is like her thing. So I'm gonna give her some of my fried chicken this weekend. And I, I also thought about it, and I've been thinking about this. There's a lot of people that when they go keto, they're like, and and they come from, you know, eating out of a box and eating fast food and eating takeout to thinking, oh, I should really learn how to cook. And they don't know. They don't know basic cooking techniques. They don't know knife cuts. They don't know sautéing. They don't know seasoning. They don't know all of these basic things about cooking. So I thought I might do a, um, whatchamacallit, I don't know, a, a keto retreat. And I've thought about this before. But I don't want this to be like a keto retreat where, you know, Carl Franklin, the keto guru imparts keto knowledge on you. And, you know, it's not like that. It's practical, hands-on cooking and and knowledge, right? So that's what I'm offering. And I'm thinking that I might, all I want is like four people at a time. I'm going to charge accordingly, but I want four people for a week in my house. And I'm going to teach you everything you need to know but the basics of cooking, shopping, how to shop for yourself. You know, this is something people don't understand. actually, There's there's
1: a whole generation of people who have never had to cook. That's right. They have grown up with fast food and or pre-prepared food yeah. and, the, and the use of a microwave or eating out.
0: Right. I kind of think these people are a little bit embarrassed to step forward and say, hey, I need some help. But these are the people that I want to reach. These are the people that I want to come to my house. And I I want to immerse them in just the idea of cooking and shopping and learning how to cut food and, and cook it and deal with it. And all of the great recipes, plus all of the great techniques like sous vide products, like trisodium citrate and how do we use that and how do we make delicious food not just for us but for our family and, and bazoodles and the whole nine yards so if that is something that you're interested in just email me at carl at tukito.com.
1: that actually sounds fantastic um and yeah. as well as the cooking knowledge that you'll come away with i guarantee you will have a super fun time with mr franklin he's a bundle of laughs
0: yeah that's the idea i mean i really love people and i love being one-on-one with people but of course my time is valuable and i i really just want to do a brain dump and and have this experience with just four people for a week
1: that'll be fantastic that's what i want sign up before all the slots are gone
0: that's it four slots carl at two keto.com email me and let me know if you want to come so that's it. Uh, before we get to the uh, interview, let's give away a Two Keto Dudes coffee mug to one lucky member of the Two Keto Dudes fan club, which you can join for free at fanclub.twoketo.com. So who is this week's winner, Carl? Uh, this week's winner, Carrie, is Pam Dunning. Yeah. Go, Pam! And Pam wins a coffee mug just for being a member of the Two Keto Dudes fan club.
1: And if you don't want to wait to win a coffee mug, you can get one online at gear.twoketo.com.
0: Exactly. By the way, I'm going to be having a meetup, a ketoki fried chicken meetup, this coming Saturday at my house, at which I will be selling bazoodles, cookbooks, and... Two Keto Dudes coffee mugs. Uh Uh-oh. So if you want to go there, there's a link in the show notes. And that's it.
1: Well, I'm excited to come, but I probably won't be buying either your cookbook or a mug.
0: Well, you know, you kind of get them for free because you're (laughs) special like that.
1: (laughs) But I might be making dessert.
0: Yes. Hopefully you'll be making the uh, chocolate parfait.
1: Yum. Because
0: this is Ketoki fried chicken after all.
1: Best Ketoki fried chicken yet
0: yeah it's gonna be awesome
1: okay so now it's time for
0: what is it time
1: for it's time for you to read (laughs) us a letter
0: i'll read us a letter (laughs) all right this (laughs) hey i don't mind changing the name okay this came from nina teichols nina is uh if you don't know who she is Just go back and listen to her show with us or Google Nina Teicholz. Her last name is spelled T-E-I-C-H-O-L-Z. It's kind of a strange spelling, but she is the executive director of the Nutrition Coalition. And this is a very, very important organization in Washington, D.C., that is trying to change the dietary guidelines to unvilify saturated fat as a detrimental nutrient and trying to promote healthy fats and get rid of carbohydrates as the basis of our food pyramid. And because, as you know, as goes the United States uh, food guidelines, so goes the Western world. Western Europe, Australia, The the Western civilized world, Canada, Mexico, all of them follow suit with the United States in terms of what you should and shouldn't eat. So I'm reading an email that I got from Nina today. Dear friends, the Nutrition Coalition is expanding. Since our founding in 2015, we have been the only organization fighting for evidence-based national nutrition policy. A shocking fact, given that 60% of Americans suffer from a diet-related chronic disease. We have accomplished a lot in a short time, including triggering the first-ever external peer review of the Dietary Guidelines for Americans, or DGA. This 2017 report by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine provided important additional verification of what we already know, that the DGA are not an evidence-based policy. The report on the DGA intersects with a health epidemic that is causing unprecedented human suffering as well as bankrupting our economy. Meanwhile, the forces working against science-based nutrition policy are growing in size and sophistication. The urgency of our mission has never been greater. TNC has an ambitious two-year plan to achieve permanent reform of the DGA process. As part of that plan, we are working with highly experienced strategic advisors and growing our team, including launching a search for a new executive director who will be based in Washington, D.C., where our work is concentrated. My leadership of the organization will shift to an active board role focused more on the science and public awareness of our mission than on the day-to-day operations in D.C. We need your help. First, please spread the word among your networks that we are hiring. The executive director role provides an extraordinary opportunity for the right person to lead the Nutrition Coalition to our next level of impact on evidence-based policymaking and human health and she gives a link to the job description, which we're going to link in the show notes. Second, achieving the permanent reforms to the DGA in our two-year strategy requires a doubling of TNC's budget. If you would like to hear more about our plans with a view to contributing to this effort, please let me know so we can schedule a call. We will keep you posted on our progress through the newsletter, and we'll add a link to the sign-up for the newsletter in the show notes and on a soon-to-be-launched section of our website covering the 2020 DGA process. As always, thank you for your support of and interest in our work to reform America's nutrition policymaking process. Warm regards, Nina, Executive Director of the Nutrition Coalition. And the Nutrition Coalition website is at nutritioncoalition.us. Nina's website is at ninatieshoals.com. That's T-E-I-C-H-O-L-Z.com.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think this is really important, Carrie. And you know, we called the Nutrition Coalition out in the keynote at Keto Fest. And I really think that of all of the companies, organizations, whatever that are doing things in the ketogenic area, these guys are really trying to shape policy in Washington DC and if they can do that it will shape the policy for the entire world i mean it is so it'll change everything critical. it'll change everything because the 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 dietary guidelines affect the military what your kids eat in schools um what Nursing homes,
1: hospitals uh,
0: feed their people, what hospitals feed their people. You know, your brother, your brother in law who gets cancer, who goes to the hospital and they feed him mashed potatoes and white bread, that's dietary guidelines that are doing that. And they follow the government. If you can change those dietary guidelines from, you know, 80% grains and fruit and whatever. To uh, something more reasonable, then uh, how many lives are you going to save? These this is money well spent in in supporting the Nutrition Coalition, and I just can't emphasize enough that if you have extra money and you're sitting around wondering how effective it can be in combating the carbohydrate epidemic in America, this is it—the Nutrition Coalition. Help Nina and all her people.
1: Nina and her organization are doing the most meaningful work to move this forward in a really, really, really big way. So any of us that can get on board with that or help in any way, it, it will be time and money very well spent.
0: All right. Well, uh, uh, Carrie, I'm very excited because we have uh, a couple that was at Keto Fest. Uh, as our guests today, Corey and Rebecca Conklin. They're from uh, the Select Savory Seasonings Company, but also have quite a fascinating keto story as well. Welcome, Corey and Rebecca.
2: Thank Hi. you. Glad to be here.
1: Hey, Conklins. It was uh, We actually met you briefly in Denver at Low Carb Denver. Yeah. That was where we first met you. And so it was super exciting to uh, have you come and join us in New London for Keto Fest this year. Thank you.
2: It was so much fun. We enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: And uh, we got to meet your whole family at the VIP party. That was very cool.
2: Yes, the kids had a blast. They they enjoyed meeting everybody and running around all weekend.
1: And such good food.
2: Yeah, it was. And
0: they were so well-behaved. You know, keto kids are the best, aren't they?
1: Well, what you might not know, Carl, is that before everybody else arrived, the kids and I snuck into the garage and had a few bowlfuls of chocolate ice cream.
3: No.
2: So
1: that may have had something to do with the fact that they were so well behaved. That,
2: that oh, could wow. have had a little bit to do with it. They got What's um. even better is after they got done with the ice cream, they thought they were done with supper. <laughs> and then we're like, no, 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 here's lasagna. Oh, okay.
0: So we're going to talk about raising children and uh, raising keto children in particular. But I want to hear your stories uh, briefly. What? How did you get into this whole low-carb situation?
2: Well, for most of my life, I've been the bigger kid, a little bit overweight um, and so forth. And I learned early on that low fat was definitely never going to be for me. Mm. I think once or twice I tried it for a week or two and threw it away because it was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then in my early twenties, I had heard about Atkins, grabbed his book and read his book. So, um, started doing low carb and, in doing it, I just wanted to lose weight. I had no other purpose behind my uh, journey to health. Right. So I would lose weight, holiday would come along, I'd eat, and then I'd continue to eat, put the weight back on, start again, off again. Eventually, I, I got up to about 280 pounds, then got myself back down to about 190. And again, it was just, I needed to lose weight. Mm. And I put it, but got myself back up to 240. And I just bounced between 220 and 240 for several years, and at one point, uh, uh, Rebecca said, hey, you know, you're not eating like you're supposed to, and it really wasn't the right time to tell me that, and I very <laughs> politely told her, don't mention it again, because you might push me in the wrong direction, uh, which didn't go over well, but she got the point, and then it was probably a year or so later, uh, it was November of 17, she just said, hey, let's see who can lose 10 pounds the fastest. I said, and in my mind, my thought was, well, I have a lot more than 10 pounds to lose. You don't, I'm going to win this. But at that point, it finally challenged me to, okay, this isn't a weight loss journey. It's a journey to health. Um, I had been listening to lots of podcasts by then from driving around in my car all the time mm. and really learning about, okay, uh, it's, it's about longevity, uh, not, not having to deal with a lot of the degenerative diseases and stuff and the pain and the aggravation that I dealt with eating garbage. Right. And really it was a uh, Thanksgiving day of 2017. I said, that's it. I'm done. Um, done with the old habits, excuses and everything else. Today is the day that I am for myself, my wife, and for setting the example for my kids, I will live this way for the rest of my life. So, um, before
0: you continue with your story, it's similar to mine in that when I was in my 20s, I did the Atkins thing too. But I'm curious as to why you stopped
2: Atkins. Uh, I lived on my own and I was away from family and usually what would happen is I'd go home for Christmas. And yeah. it's like, ah, that slice of cheesecake's not going to be a problem. And then the next day something else comes up and it's like, well, two days in a row is not a problem. And then it's like, well, I'll start again in the first of the year and I never would.
0: Right. As yeah, you okay. So.
2: As, as Dr. Westman would say, my hollow day turned into a hollow week turned into a hollow couple of months.
0: Yeah, sure. Before
2: I finally would stop and say, okay, I need to start again. And it was a back and forth struggle.
0: For me, I was f- afraid I was going to kill myself because everybody was telling me that.
2: So, and then I got, and in all of this, I get married and I'll let my wife tell how the, those first experiences went. <laughs>
3: So we got married, and he's like, "Well, I don't eat, I don't drink milk, and we're not gonna eat bread or pasta at meals. If you want it, you can have it." And I'm like, "Well, what do I cook? I don't know how to cook like this." Mm. (laughs) And so I kind of struggled with that for a little while. Um,
0: This is 2017. Uh, We were married.
3: 2010, 2011. Okay. So he he was trying to eat low carb at that point, but would go on and off, and um. So for meals, he wanted me to cook low carb, and I'm like, I have no idea how to do this. We grew up eating potatoes and pasta and right. I,
0: casserole casseroles, casseroles and
3: spaghetti, and so.
0: And you weren't into cooking, Corey?
2: I uh, I was, um, but I worked all day, and she was the homemaker, gotcha. so it was just she was home most of the day. Got it. Makes sense.
3: So eventually, I learned how to get started with cooking low carb. Um, and then when we decided that that was going to be our lifestyle in 2017, um, I had already had some practice doing it, but um, it, it just got easier and easier.
0: Yeah. And what resources did you draw on to find the recipes? Um,
3: I don't actually like to search online for things, so I usually ask him <laughs> to uh-huh. help me find a recipe if I need something, um, but just basically... Keeping it simple was the best thing for me.
2: Sure. So simple meats and veggies. Yeah. And that's still what we do. We we rotate through three to three to five meats, three veggies, and just find different ways to cook them every day. And so you've been, you both been sort of ketogenic since
0: two thousand ten, eleven, or is that when you got married? And seventeen was really when you started.
2: Yeah, we were married in two thousand ten, um, and then really uh, when our kids were born. Um, I sat down and as they were, my first one came along, I told her, they're not going to eat the way I used to. Mm. They will eat a low carb diet. Yeah. And unfortunately we were not setting the right example because we would order a pizza Mm. and eat the pizza and they would have their low carb supper. And at the time they were young enough, they wouldn't, they didn't know what was going on, you know, at one, two years old. Sure. Hey, I'm eating, I'm happy. Uh, but then it was finally in 2017 that, um, When we both made it at a point, okay, this is it. Right. You know, we can't, especially for me, I can't keep cheating. I can't keep setting a bad example and expecting my kids to follow what I tell them to do if I'm not willing to do it myself. So it was really seven years after we got married when it, that change happened where it's like, all right, this is what we're going to do for the rest of our lives.
3: We had just gotten back from moving across country and I found that I was gaining weight a little bit just from all of the stuff I was eating and I don't gain weight easily. So I knew that I was definitely not eating the right way. So I knew we both needed to change at that point. Um, So after the stress of moving was done, we were like, okay, we're ready for this.
0: So did you go through those standard kid things where, you know, I want a cookie, I want ice cream, I'm at Joe's house and, or, you know, and they, they were serving birthday cake or whatever, and I want some of that. And did they, did they ask for sugary, starchy, crappy things?
2: Yes and no. Um, vacation Bible School two summers ago, um, they had the first night they had cupcakes for all the kids to eat. Mm-hmm. And my oldest son walked into the kitchen and he saw what was on the table and he grabbed his little brother and said, Samuel, get out. There's sugar in there. We can't have any. Huh. And he herded him away from it. Wow. And it, there was so many cupcakes in there that the smell of the sugar hurt my teeth. <laughs> and, but yet, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were at a friend's birthday party, and they had plenty to eat. They had uh, their meats and veg- and everything else and had a couple pieces of watermelon. Mm-hmm. But everybody else had cake. And, of course, my oldest one is like, but I want some. Okay. So... I told Rebecca, I said, give them a piece, and by a piece it's about a one inch square. They get a mouthful. Right. And they were done. They they got to partake in what everybody else had, they were happy as clams and went outside and kept playing.
0: But they didn't have that ravenous sugar craving, nope. you know, compounded thing that most kids have. Yeah,
2: when they were younger, we we were at an event and there was a bowl of lollipops sitting there. They had no clue what they were. They still don't. Yet the bowl of fruit kept calling to them. Mm. How old are they now? Four and six. Wow, wow, that's just so
0: cool. It, you yeah. know, the the people lose their mind when you when they find out that you don't allow your children to have sugar, don't they? They think you. I've I know people who've called uh, family services on another family because they, oh, wow, because they were you know like tor- it's like torture.
2: Right? <laughs> we had a friend of ours uh, when Daniel, who was our oldest one, was maybe one. We went to their house for dinner one night and she was playing with him and bouncing him on the table and on her knee. And she goes, while we're sitting there, oh, mommy and daddy won't let you have the good stuff. <laughs> and I I bit my tongue real hard because I, <laughs> I can be sharp quick. And it's like, no. Uh, I'm trying to help him avoid the pain, grief, and aggravation that I dealt with mm-hmm. as a child growing up, and as I dealt with as an adult with my knees hurting and my back hurting, and all that inflammation that I, I thought was normal as a child. Yeah, I never had. I, I didn't have to deal with it. I, I know. I don't want them to deal with it if they don't have to. Right. It's a gift that you're giving them yeah. so early yes. in life.
1: So yeah. when you. Do get invites to parties. Do you preamble with the hosts? Do you feed your kids before they go? Do you or do you just trust that they're not gonna eat the stuff that they don't want to eat anyway?
3: A little of all three, but I usually try to figure out what the main meal is if there's going to be a, a a main meal. Um, and then I also, consider what other kinds of foods are going to be there, if there's going to be fruit for them to eat in place of dessert or if I should bring my own dessert or... um,
2: Veggie trays. Hmm. Yeah,
3: veggie trays. My kids love vegetables. Um, So I usually try to work around what I know is already going to be there and make sure that they have something that they enjoy that will be there as well.
1: And do you have... I'm I'm curious, when you do that, when you want to bring your own food to something like a kid's party. How does that go down with the hostess?
3: Well, we've (laughs) done this for so long that they understand what we eat. Our our friends know that we don't eat certain things. So um, usually they're understanding and they're saying, you're welcome to bring what is good for you. And even though they don't understand why we do it or they don't
1: do it themselves, Mm. they,
3: they respect what we do for our family. Mm-hmm. And wow.
1: and 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 I guess because this hasn't been a change for the kids, this is how it's always been for them. Then then the story's been consistent. It's not like they were normal children and then changed into <laughs> yep. like weird children. They've exactly. always been weird children. now yes. they've
2: always been normal children. <laughs> <laughs> weird normal children. They're ours. So
0: it's they're a only both. weird because everybody else is weird. Yes, weirder.
2: <laughs> and, and it's amazing and, and our friends see it too and i and in talking to some of them um I, i've made the comment several times it's like look you think your kids need sugar and carbs you've seen mine haven't you <laughs> and they go yeah you're right they don't need it nope uh, they still run around they have energy that they, they can chase everybody else around just like anyone else, and probably a little bit better because they're not going to wear out from oh sugar crash. And it's not like you're denying them the happiness of childhood. You're
0: actually giving them um, a, a solid foundation of childhood. They they do all the things that kids do. They play. They have fun. Yep. And and let's talk about um, school and uh, and how they how they do at school.
3: Yeah, I've been teaching my oldest at home he did kindergarten last year and he's in first grade now wow and um just today he got his paper and pencil out and he's writing his words all on his own he did a whole list of words um and i didn't even have to tell him to do that i was like wow you're actually learning and enjoying this yeah and he he enjoys school he does well at it his brain is
1: Functioning the way it's supposed to.
0: The proper human diet, as Dr. Ken Berry says. Yes. That's what we ought to be calling it.
1: So I'm guessing then that you never use food as a reward or a bribe.
3: I wouldn't say never, but it's rare.
1: Yeah. So if you do, what do you use? What works? Given that your choices (laughs) are that much more limited.
2: (laughs) Uh,
3: They actually like burger without the bun. From a fast food joint.
2: Nice. Yeah. That is a big reward. Yeah. It, the, the, the problem with moving back east is there's no In-N-Out burger. Yeah. And- I miss that place. They, it's, I didn't know it. They actually have a menu item called, well, I figured it out, called the Flying Dutchman. You order that and they know it's two patties, two cheese, no bun. You just say, I want a Flying Dutchman. And they'll give you two patties with cheese and they, no bun. That That's what a Flying Dutchman is. Yeah. So for- Ten to twelve bucks, her and the kids could go have lunch.
3: Yeah, I'm going out tomorrow and I'm considering using that as their reward because they're gonna have to be good all morning at a meeting, so that that's a definite big reward for them.
0: <laughs> so it's funny. My reward after playing a gig that got me in the door at two AM was uh, two bunless uh and ketchup less triple cheeseburgers from McDonald's with uh Fox Hill kitchens bun, some lettuce, tomato and bacon. Ooh. And that was like, you know, that that's what I would usually go out uh, after a gig to a diner, you know, 24 hour diner and eat crap like that. But, yep. but with uh just take away the, the, the bad bread and the fries and it's just perfectly good.
2: Oh, if I'm working, I'll do that on occasion. If it's just one of those days, like you just said, I'll hit a McDonald's and do, you know, Couple of two or three uh, double cheeseburgers. Right. Don't give me the bun and I'm ready to go. Or yeah. if I'm really in the mood, uh, a double,
0: double a quarter pounder. I mean, it's not as good as a, a sous vide ribeye, but uh, no, it's it, not. It's, it'll do in a pinch. I'll tell you. <laughs> in a pinch. Yep. So,
1: so with given that you have small children, um, and you have extended family, I assume. What do the holidays look for you? How do you navigate the holidays?
2: Mm, good question. Well, my parents are now both keto. Um, yeah. The two of them, they've lost eighty plus pounds since the beginning of the year. Wow, that's
1: amazing.
2: Uh, dad's down over fifty, and mom's uh, now down at least thirty, and she now weighs less than I do. Uh, so they're 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 looking amazing, and feeling amazing too. Uh, which is, it's just great. So it's great. We go home and see them. We don't have to worry about it. And even when we go to visit my brother, uh, who lives near my parents, they know how we eat. So they'll always have um, a meat with much of nothing on it you uh, that we wouldn't eat and a vegetable. Mm-hmm. And then they'll eat whatever else they want, um, even though they have six kids. Um, they, they still accommodate knowing how we eat. Uh, when we visit her family, we usually just buy what we need and uh, we'll even uh, volunteer to cook dinner one night so that uh, we can have something that we would normally have. But family generally accommodates. They understand that we're doing it for uh, our health and longevity and yeah. um, they're they're willing to help out even if they themselves aren't uh, as on board as uh, we would like them to be sometimes.
1: So um, you said you Parents are now keto. Any other members of your family kind of looking at your way of life and wondering if that might be something that they would like to do?
0: Checking out the uh, lab rats. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy kind experiment.
2: Of, um, <laughs> As you and I discussed, uh, my nephew with Lyme's disease has been um, doing that, and um, I think a couple others in the family have been uh, doing it off and on, but it's not – looked at as a long-term uh, goal like we do it's the hey I've put on a few pounds let me lose some weight uh, as a lot unfortunately a lot of people see it as they don't see it as a lifestyle it's just a diet that I do for a short period of time but you know
0: what I, I I'm perfectly happy with people coming to keto for weight loss and then once they discover the mental clarity and the yep. inflammation goes away and all these things they're like hey my number yep. all my numbers are improving this is great and as we learn about cholesterol and high ldl and its meaninglessness, uh, that becomes less yep. and less of a problem
1: yeah often often in the in the Facebook groups we'll we'll have a lot of people who say that you know I started this for weight loss, but now I'm keto for life because yeah. X has gone or y's got better or mm-hmm. I don't get migraines or you know whatever it is, so I think there's a lot of people who start thinking this is just weight loss. This is just temporary. And then they feel so good that they either don't want to go back or they go back and feel so awful that they're then Mm -hmm. back onto keto again. So I think that's, for me, what I see is one of the marked differences between people who come to keto and people who try any other weight loss.
0: Does anybody in your life give you give you pressure or tell you you're going to die or you're going to kill your children or any crazy stuff like that?
2: No, no I'm not currently. Now, 20 years ago, I had people tell me I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And I just went, uh, okay, mister, um, mm. you weigh, you know, three, four hundred pounds eating that garbage. It's like, I know how, I, you know, I've read this, I've researched it, I know how I'm doing, but...
3: We have had people question whether it's good yes. for children. mm but they never said, "Don't do it," because of course, we're the parent, right? They shouldn't shouldn't tell us what to do with our own kids, but they do yeah. question it at times.
0: I'm so curious to know what kind of stuff they eat that you never see any other kids eat.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, my youngest son eats most anything and
2: literally um
3: (laughs) he only he does not like tomatoes like his dad (laughs) Mm, smart
2: kid um but he
3: even eats the rind of the orange which is really bitter but he will eat the whole thing and he took the rind of the orange off his brother's plate so as not to waste good food wow (laughs) they they love pickles they love olives
2: plain greek yogurt Mm. straight up full fat nothing else in it but plain Greek yogurt wow
3: avocados fish shrimp um just about any food you give them that, unless unless that's really spicy yeah but even then they're um, adjusting to spice a little bit
0: but it seems like they have um, they're adventurous eaters like they yeah they
2: are yeah. um we I mean we've discussed friends of ours that um, you know they're and you see this with a lot of kids in general they have baby food for so long then you start giving real food and they don't want it you know it's a texture change and everything else and with both of our kids it was you know breastfeed them and then roughly six months well here take this avocado now granted they smeared most of it across their body (laughs) they looked like little incredible hulks (laughs) but we started giving them real food yeah uh at a very early age you know here 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 have some chopped up hot dogs have some hamburger. Yeah. And so they didn't go from processed, sugar-filled garbage right. to food. And I think that really helped out. Their Their taste buds were never ruined, uh, like most kids are today. And so when they instead of wanting all that extra garbage, they understand, oh, this is food. This is normal. And they just continued on with it because that's what it has always been.
0: I just got to tell you that, um, and I said it before, I'll say it again. When When I met your children at the VIP party... I was just so impressed with just how calm and cool and, you know, mature they were, you know, they weren't running around, tearing up the house. They weren't, you know, going crazy. I mean, kids will be kids. That's true. But I mean, they were just calm, like very just in the moment. And I thought that was amazing. I hardly ever see children like that.
2: And that's that's food and training. It's a little of both. Yeah. Um, they don't deal with like human, like us as the adults here that are living keto, they don't deal with the the spikes and the drops of yep. their blood sugar driving them crazy. Um, so they they are relatively normal most of the time. Now, I'm pretty sure after she got them back to the hotel that night, they did go crazy. Oh, <laughs> <Well, But> sure. <laughs> they also know, hey, in, you know, there's people around. Yeah. You have to. Um, right. There's a
0: time for crazy.
2: There is. Yeah.
3: But they don't deal with the blood sugar problems exactly with yep. the up ups and downs, and even in the morning, if we don't have a snack right away, they're fine until about ten o'clock. So they can do that
0: mm. fasting
3: overnight, and their their body is just fine, and they don't melt down.
0: Wow! I wish you were my parents when I was that young. Seriously, <laughs> that you're doing. I wish I was my f-
2: parents too.
0: Yeah, you do them such a huge favor. I mean, giving them a, such a great start.
2: Well, we had friends over a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, they were trying to feed uh, uh, their son the lunch meat, and he kept screaming for the, the starchy, carby, sugary stuff. I don't yeah. want the meat. I want the right. stuff that's going to satisfy that craving I have yeah. instead. And, of course, my boys are like, I wasn't, they, they probably didn't say it, but I know they would have been like, can I have his lunch meat? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat his cheese.
1: <laughs> right. So I, I'm asking this because I'm sure there's some of our listeners who are wondering are your where are your kids on all the height weight charts? Are they where where are they?
2: Uh the funny thing is they're my my youngest, if you look at the two of them as you guys have, we get asked all the time, are they twins? No, they're 19 months apart. So Daniel, my oldest, has more of my wife's side of the family, so he's very slender, tall. Uh so he's he's definitely there for height for his age. Uh, but when he was born, his weight and... Uh, there was were, were bottom percentile. Um, and he's grown into it. He's stretched out since then. Whereas Samuel, my, our youngest, he, uh, he is me. I mean, he is my mini-me. So he's a little pudgier, a little bigger. I mean, he had a fat head when he was born. There's <laughs> no other way to put it. And he's grown, again, into it. So yeah, he's still... A little more roly poly, but they eat the same. So yeah, he's a little higher on all those percentages because he's got uh, my genes more so than my wife's. But neither of the them
0: are overweight. I, I didn't. I didn't get that impression.
2: No, not no. overweight at all. He just, he's just just like his dad. He's got a little, little bit le- little uh, extra. On him. Yeah. And but there, I'd say Daniel's probably right in the middle of everything right now, and Samuel's a little on the higher side of the averages. Are they?
0: Are they expressing an interest in cooking?
3: Do they like to watch you cook? Yes. They both love to help me make uh, either breakfast with the eggs or when I
1: make smoothies, they're always asking
3: to help with that too.
0: That's so cool.
1: And do you have a doctor who supports your lifestyle choice for your children?
3: I haven't found one that is that educated on keto yet, so I'm still um, open to finding one who does... Um, but they haven't, most of them have not said, I shouldn't do it.
2: We had one doctor who was adamant they have to have milk and bread. And after the first visit with Daniel, and she it would irked me to no end. Is she was basing it off of a two-year-old's BMI. I'm like, Good he's Lord. two. I got so mad. I searched Come for on. hours to finally find... Well, what what was the BMI of a child back in the '60s? Oh, well, guess what? He was right dead smack in the middle of where he should have been if he mm. was born in the '60s, not today, with so many overweight children. Yeah. So I just told, I politely told my wife, "You're gonna find another doctor." And it was still the same practice. Switched to another another doctor, and he his his response was, "You're the parents. Thank you, you know what's best for your kids." Um, he's health. They're healthy. They're doing what they're supposed to. They're meeting their milestones. I don't care. Yeah. Um, our, our current doctor and, uh, the, the PAs at the office, we're friends with them. We go to church with them and they know what we do. They may not necessarily agree to a a full extent, but they also see our kids are healthy. They're well, they're well behaved. Um, actually one of them, the the doctor is their Sunday school teacher. So they see our kids all the time and they know, okay, they're doing just fine. Um, I do know of a doctor we could go to, but I'm not driving an hour and a half to the other side of Mm. Raleigh, North Carolina to do that. Um, But we haven't, like she said, had anyone that just said, no, 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 you got to stop this. Um, Usually it's just a case of, okay, you know, they're healthy, so we're not going to argue with you. Yeah. Exactly. Now you
1: mentioned, Rebecca, you mentioned oranges earlier. How much fruit do they, do the boys have to eat?
3: So we started off, doing a little bit more fruit than we do now. Um, right now, it's more of a treat. So they, I'm trying to even think if we have fruit in the house right now. I don't think we do. You
2: got peaches at the farmer's market or something like that uh, last so, weekend. So they each had one of those and they haven't had anything in the last week and a half or two. We did have air.
3: blueberries because we made ice mm. cream. We made Carrie's ice cream with the blueberries. Oh,
1: that's right. I saw the picture on Facebook. <laughs> that was great. And I even recognized it. I knew exactly what it was when I saw the picture. <laughs> uh,
3: so not not all the time, but on occasion we will we'll get something, but we we try to limit it.
0: yeah. so what advice do you have for parents who are struggling with kids that are you know little sugar demons and trying to trying to wean them off of it? I mean you don't you didn't have to go through that, but how would you if you were Starting now with your children, what would you do?
2: Well, I think the key word that you used was to wean them. So slowly start removing and or replacing stuff. Uh, so even like we did with the fruit uh, where they would have something every morning uh, for a while with our kids, we just stopped buying it as often. Yeah. And they quit asking for it as often. Uh, so you whatever... Start with a little at a time, um, backing off. Maybe they have ice cream all the time. Yeah. Don't buy ice cream. If it's not in the house, you can't give it to them. Or you
0: can make Carrie's ice
2: cream. That's true. Exactly. They can, we can give them a wonderful cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. Is that actually a cookbook? Cause you don't cook ice cream, but anyway. <laughs> it's a churn yeah, you know.
1: book. There's heat okay. involved in most of it.
2: Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, but also get the kids involved in the process of of okay what you're eating mm. uh so when you go shopping maybe give them hey here's 10 bucks you know this is what you know pick what you would like out of you know this list and that's they're involved in that process they now have ownership in that that's really smart along with helping helping with the cooking uh, with, with, like anything when you have a uh, uh skin in the game you're going to yeah. wanna you you have ownership of it it's just like if Somebody gives a kid a toy, well, they'll destroy the toy. But if they went and bought that toy, oh yeah, it sits on the shelf. If anybody even looks at it, they're going to yell at them because, no, 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 that's mine. I earned it. I paid for it. I mm. worked for it. Mm. And it's the same thing with uh, their food and their diet. Just slowly but surely um, bring them along and ultimately set the example.
3: I have a funny story with um, making their own food. So my kids are... Four and five, or they were five at that point, and he, they both made a smoothie all by themselves. Now they put their own ingredients in it, and I didn't tell them what to put in it or what not to put in it. Okay, so they decided to put shredded cheese in their chocolate (laughs) smoothie, and since they made it themselves, they tried to drink it, even though it tasted really bad. (laughs) <laughs> but they had ownership of that smoothie, and so they did their best to to drink it. <laughs> and it was a learning
0: experience, right? I'm it was sure. for sure. Teachable moment. What prompted you guys to start a keto seasoning company or a seasoning company? I guess most seasonings are yep low carb.
2: Um, so after we we uh, that Thanksgiving in seventeen, I had gone to the store to look for barbecue rub, because I've got a smoker out on my deck, and I was either going to do pulled pork or ribs, and the the store had probably 50 different variations of barbecue rubs on the shelf. Every last one started with sugar as ingredient number one or number two. Now, in the past, when I was on again, off again, I would look at that and say, okay, but it says there's zero carbs and zero sugar, so I'm okay. Right. Well, now I know a whole lot more than I used to, and I went, No, I I can't have sugar anymore, or I'll rephrase that. I don't want sugar anymore. I said it, so I put the last one on the shelf. I took two steps back. I looked at the rack and said, that's it. I'm done. I'm starting my own company because I'm not the only person that does not want this anymore, and then it took uh, five or six months of research and looking at everything, but May of 2018 is when Select Savory Seasonings was launched, and we provide all fresh gourmet sugar-free additive-free seasonings and spices to help people that to be able to make good tasty food that's good for them so they can not just lose weight but that they can lo- uh, get healthy and just really feel amazing.
0: And so it started with meat rubs. Yeah. Wow. Now we were supposed to have uh timing didn't work out but we were supposed to have your pizza seasoning at Keto Fest in the dough mm-hmm. but the day that we could make it was like Two days before it actually got there, and so we had a little problem with that. Yep. But I have since made uh, Carl's Head Pizza with that, and
2: man, it it's really good. Something, and that's something we learned in this process: is fresh seasonings make all the difference. Um, and we always would just go to the store, buy what was there, and go. And then when we got our first box in the mail of samples. Uh, the cinnamon in particular, I opened it up, and I took a whiff, and I was like, oh, my goodness, honey, you need to smell this. Yeah. Now, whether we're mean or not, I don't know, but our kids finished off the bottle of the c- the cinnamon we got from the store, uh, and there are sugar-free applesauce in the mornings, uh, but it just it's like, wow, when you actually buy fresh, small batch-produced stuff, the flavor is so much better uh, to the point that I tell people, start with half of what a recipe calls for. Add more if you need it. Actually, I had a couple at uh, a lady at KetoCon that bought stuff the first day, came back the next day, and said, "Thank you for telling me to use half of the garlic, because that would not have been good if I (laughs) had." I'm like, "Yes, you could have breathed on a vampire and killed him." Wow! So it 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 makes a really big difference.
0: Do you guys have a like replace your entire spice rack in a box product?
2: Slowly but surely, uh, we've got forty. Technically, 42, the 43rd is not available until the middle of August, but um, that's the ultimate goal is to be able to have somebody say, hey, you know, actually, we've had that happen. My mom's best friend did that. She listened to one of the first podcasts I was on, ordered a whole bunch of stuff, and when it arrived, she threw away everything in her cupboard. Wow. And her comment was, even the salt tastes better. I'm like, well, when you go from Morton salt to sea salt, it's always going to taste better.
0: Absolutely. I be, I was using kosher salt for the longest time till I discovered Redmond real salt but um yes mm, so do you do that. fresh herbs as well and by fresh I mean dried fresh herbs
2: yep yeah so we've got uh, like oregano and basil mm-hmm. um for the and one of the things I just never expected I thought well what wouldn't you just buy italian seasoning that's just my perspective mm-hmm. but I got several customers who are like, oh, that basil is amazing. Yeah. Or, wow, that oregano is something because they like the individual seasonings. Yeah, and some recipes call for those individual
0: flavors mm-hmm. without all the other stuff. So, of course, yep. for
1: our overseas listeners, that's basil and oregano.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for correcting me. <laughs> Great. So, what's uh, next? What's what? What is on your to-do list, guys? Ah. Uh, well,
2: let's see here. We are still we're going to do one more conference this year but then from there it's just keep getting the word out and helping people out uh growing the brand uh eventually I'm hoping next year to get into sauces uh whether yeah. that be bar- uh, barbecue sauce I'm still amazed at the number of people that go I can't find low carb barbecue sauce and I'm like there's a lot I can of list them 3 of them yeah. off the top of my head mm. but again they don't know that it's out there um and I've I've talked to a couple people that have uh, recipes that we're going to try out and see what, how that works. Um, yep. I'd really like to start getting into salad dressings and stuff also, because, mm. again, that's one of those things that- Mayonnaise is without soybean oil. Yeah. You got to know where to find it. Yeah. I mean, we make our own mayo. It's quick and easy, but you also know how people are. They want convenient. I want
0: to buy the jar and be done with it. If I could buy jars of bacon fat mayonnaise, I'd do that in a
2: heartbeat. Yeah, you're right.
1: It's also, mayonnaise is one of those things that scares people um it's very scary for people so a lot of people will not try it and that's fine and there's no reason why they should if there's a great mayonnaise Mm -hmm. on the store shelf and they have the money then have at it
2: yeah because some people like what there's a raw egg in there yeah so so what i got a two-week shelf life in the fridge and then we throw it away if we don't eat it all Mm -hmm. if we haven't died yet i don't think we're going to at least not from that (laughs) most eggs don't even need to be
0: refrigerated we just yeah. We just do that in America. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, a friend of ours said that when he went up, was uh, in the Caribbean, he's like they leave all their condiments just on the shelf.
0: Yeah, it's funny. All right, guys. Ooh. Well, uh, is there anything that you want to talk about or plug, or maybe give a coupon code to our listeners, or anything else before we wrap sure. it up? Uh,
2: online, we can be found uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Select savory seasonings. Uh, the website is actually selectseasonings.com or the easier one to remember is myketospices.com. Nice. Uh, coupon code two keto dudes. Of course, that's the number two keto dudes. Make it all one word. We'll give uh, 15% off their uh, first purchase with the code. Great. Thank you. And, um, if people are looking for just some quick, simple recipes that we'd like to use, most of them are just stuff we've made up on our own. Uh, My website for that is creativeketocook.com, and we also have uh, Creative Keto Cook on Instagram and uh, Facebook also.
1: So I think I I should relinquish my title as show cook and let you do the
0: (laughs) recipe. Temporary relinquishment. Can I get a recipe from
2: you guys? Yes, we can get a recipe. Our recipe I know I meant. Can I get a recipe from you guys? <laughs> one, two, three.
0: Recipes.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm outnumbered. Three to one. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. You guys you have got? way too much fun.
1: You have so no ours. idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's wiping her eyes. We right were a keto
2: fest. We have a slight idea. <laughs> slight, yeah. Uh, So our savory taco bake, um, this is actually one of my parents' favorite recipes, and it's very flexible because you can make it for a breakfast or for dinner. And ingredients-wise, it's 10 eggs, uh, 1 tablespoon of heavy cream, a cup of uh, shredded cheddar cheese, 1 pound of breakfast sausage of your choice, or hamburger, ground beef. And then, of course, you need to use uh, one tablespoon of our Select Savory Seasonings Savory Taco Seasoning. Nice. Preheat the oven to 350 degrees. uh, Cook your meat. uh, Brown it in a pan. And then drain off the grease. Excuse me? What was that step? What was that? Drain off the grease? Drain off
0: the grease. (laughs) Well, it swims in it. I I don't drain the grease anymore, but everybody else in my house hates it. (laughs) Sorry.
2: Then... Once it's been cooked, uh, mix the savory taco seasoning in. And depending on how you ha- you can either put it into an eight by eight pan, mm. or if you got a, a, a stove top pan that can be put in the oven, you can leave it in there. Okay. Sprinkle the cheese on top of the sausage. Scrape, have uh, the 10 scrambled eggs with the heavy cream all scrambled and ready to go. Pour it right on top. Mm. And then if you want to sprinkle a little more taco seasoning and cheese on top of the eggs, throw it in the oven. For 35 minutes pull it out let it cool for a little minute and enjoy nice great thing about this is if you don't eat it all uh, it freezes very well Uh, my parents will actually make more than enough they'll cut it up into individual servings when they're done for dinner and they have breakfast for several days sitting in the freezer they'll pull it out the night before and they're ready to go
0: yeah it's got all the the food groups right there meat cheese and eggs exactly yeah there is nothing else and taco seasoning
2: I was going to say,
0: and spices. (laughs) Well, that's awesome, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you. You bet. That was a great interview for me. I know you don't have children, but um, you obviously have been around kids who are sugar-bound and sugar- you know, beasts, and uh, you know the difference between really even keeled children and sugar hyped children. And uh, I'm I'm just so happy that they're that they're sticking their neck out and saying this is what we did and it worked. And children don't need sugar. Here's proof.
1: Right, and I do wish that you know, for most of you who know my story, had I not had an entirely sugar-laden childhood, things could have worked out very, very differently for me. So I'm
0: yeah.
1: huge admiration for the Conklins and what they've done and what they've achieved. And for anybody who gets on board with trying to follow their example, really, really great information for families who who want to, their children to get on board the keto train with them.
0: Yeah. And you know who knows it might even work for cats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my my cats are already keto.
0: Yeah. That's Although hard. if you
1: watched Ermintrude racing around the joint, you might think she was having a permanent sugar high.
0: That's funny. <laughs> well, since Corey did the recipe, I guess that's a show. <laughs> so if you have anything you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something that you don't agree with. Or, some more research that you found to support or refute anything that we've said, send it by email to dudes at 2ketodudes.com.
1: And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at 2ketodudes. Make sure to use the hashtag 2ketodudes.
0: And of course, if you want to join the free ketogenic forum, it's forum.2keto.com. And you can have a look around the forum without needing to create an account. By starting with success.2keto.com.
1: Also check out our Facebook group, The Keto Kitchen, if Facebook is your thing. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce, please consider making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com. And if you pledge $20 or more per month, you will have access to an exclusive Facebook group, Two Keto Dudes Gold.
0: We also have a Facebook fan page at fb.2keto.com, so go follow us there. And you can see all of our podcasts and other videos on YouTube, like the Keto Fest videos, at youtube.2keto.com. Also, we have an Amazon affiliate store. Buy your favorite keto ingredients and devices by going to amazon.2keto.com, and you can help us out at the same time.
1: We would love you to be involved in helping us build the most awesome keto community and you can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how a lot of new people get to know about our keto community. Plus, plan on attending Keto Fest in Connecticut in the fall of 2020 because the yeah! com- <laughs> Because the community that is built there is absolutely incredible. You can just head to KetoFest.com to get all the latest
0: information. Two Keto Dudes is brought to you by Two Keto LLC, who strives to support the low-carb community with podcasts and other publications. And now, kids, listen up. Keep calm and keto on.
1: Keep calm and keto on, people.
0: Yeah, and we'll see you next time on two keto, keto dudes. dudes.